Hola amigos, que tal? It's Joe here from Spain Speaks with a weekly review video with Johnny. We'll have a chat about some of the things that have caught his attention here in Spain this week. So uh, let's go to the video. All right, Johnny, how are you today? Yeah, good, Stu. First day back at the office today in quite a while, so uh, that was really nice. First day back at the office, what, since last year? Since last year, yeah. And how was that? It was good, you know, see people that you haven't seen in a while. Um, it was really nice. The commute was a bit long. Um, I'd forgotten how long that was. Uh, it's hot, <laughs> as we both know, so um, the time spent walking was, yeah, was, yeah, got very warm whilst walking yeah, around. That's it. Yeah. And uh, did you have lunch in the uh, staff canteen? I did, yeah, but they have to order food from outside because of, you know, safety protocol and all that. So <laughs> Okay, took, all right, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it is hot. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you that. Very, very hot at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, late afternoon. I don't know how hot it got to today. I don't know what the temperature was, but uh, I I saw 36, 37 in the car. Yeah, it's about 30, 33, 34 I had on uh, on my iPhone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think hot. it's uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. Hotter on the roads. Yeah. That's it. So uh, what's on the agenda this week? Yeah, well, let's start off with the youth unemployment plan that was announced by Yolanda Diaz. Um, so she's announced a plan to invest 3 billion euros um, in this plan to kind of uh, aim, which aims to reduce youth unemployment. Um, and it's the biggest inversion of its kind in this in this area of, you know, the Ministerio de Trabajo that they're yep. investing in, in youth unemployment. Good, good. So she thinks she's going to be able to fix a 40-year problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah. Sadly, it's been a long, it's been a problem that's been around for a while in Spain. It's still going on today as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we can hope um, because you know we hope that the the young people, our generation, you know, we can bring something that we do have the opportunities that we need to be able to to bring value to you know the 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 workspace. I don't think there's any doubt that young people bring value to the workspace. It's just a question of getting. The, that harmony between companies and getting them to employ young people and and uh, having the conditions there for it. I mean, there's a lot of exploitation in the workplace, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute as well because they're also going to try mm -hmm. and change something along those lines. But uh, youth unemployment, as we have said, I think even in these videos here, Johnny, it's, it's, it's extremely high. And um, the social consequences of that, and now with the pandemic, I mean, Fair enough, politicians have to say something, but you know nobody's been able to do anything about it before, I don't think, you know, various governments over the years. So I am a little bit sceptical when you hear these types of things, you know, throwing a lot of money at a plan that hasn't been successful, hasn't been successful before. Yeah, I think some autonomous communities probably suffer more than others, maybe uh, communities like Madrid and Barcelona are less hit, but you know, it's difficult for young people as well to get quality jobs in the field yeah. that they're studying. Yeah. Even in like TV and, and yeah, you know, series on Netflix, you hear the odd young person who's like, yeah, I studied this. Or the character's like, yeah, I studied this, but I'm working in this because, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no work. Yeah, but I think that's fairly common in other countries as well, that you don't necessarily have to go into the pr profession that you study. Yeah, but then again, when you're talking about a prison guard who has a uh, master's in business, then I think it's something a bit different, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So you're talking about going into jobs that are not to the level that they expected when they went to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my... Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't know, Johnny. The the more I spend here, the more I think that things happen for a reason. So I think youth unemployment is high and there's a reason for it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's in the interest of the business elite in this country to have it that way. Maybe it gives them access to uh, a more... Um, what's the word, a more hunger, a hungrier talent pool maybe. Uh, maybe it is something that they're able to, how can I say this, they can, uh, you know, sort of get the best people for the jobs by, you know, because people are desperate to work in these companies, so they might take advantage of that. So, again, you know, I think ha- things happen for a reason and there's a group of people that want them to continue that way. Yeah, it could be. I'll, I'll not comment on that, but... Um... Yeah, it could well be the case, yeah. I mean, we saw a a case today where this same Labor minister uh, a couple of years ago, they increased the minimum salary. And all I'm reading in the paper today is that it didn't create jobs. So there's a a push from a certain sector of society to, to bring down these policies, you know? Yeah, on that, actually, I read the opposite happened, that unemployment increased as a result of the, the minimum wage being increased. Unemployment increased. Yeah, I read that. They actually lost jobs as a result of increasing that minimum salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. There's, like I said, there's there's interests that that seem to want to work against these initiatives. Yeah, it it, it could be. It could be. I don't know. I mean, I was looking into it a little bit before, and they said that um, they said that uh, Spanish companies are one of the reasons for this. Mm. The the uh, the irregular job market or the the um, unequal job market. A lot of people have very good contracts. A lot of people have very bad contracts. Uh, The university studies that people get, a lot of Spanish youth are disenchanted with the system. They feel disenfranchised from the system and it all creates, it creates a sort of a a bubble. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mm. So I I don't think it's, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think my experience of looking around, seeing friends who work in the UK, who study in the UK, um, yeah, that their opportunities are a lot, lot better than the likes of people living here in general. Yeah, well, I saw the other day that some 300,000 Spanish people are applying or have applied for residency in the UK, and a lot of them are young people that can't get jobs here, or they go there because they have better job security and more access to the labor market. So, like I said, I'm a little bit skeptical, Johnny, that, that this is going to be the policy to change things, but let's hope that I'm wrong and let's hope that things do change. We can hope, yes, we can hope. Because I have a vested interest in this having an 11-year-old son. I want him to be able to get a job one day, you know? Of of course, yeah. (laughs) Not not being unemployed until he's 35 years of age and and living at home, which is sometimes the case for others. But anyway, what's, uh, what's next on the agenda, John? Yeah, so let's come back to that point you mentioned about working conditions before. So another thing that Yolanda Diaz has announced recently is the reform of temporary work contracts. So um, the idea that people who've been on temporary work contracts for a set number of amount of time, I think it's 24 months out of the past 30 months, uh, automatically get moved over to a fixed contract, so a permanent contract. Um Companies also as well, if they want to um, hire a temporary worker, they have to state the reasons why uh, they want to hire a temporary worker. And the idea behind all of this is because um, she wants to ensure job security, um, better working conditions at the labor market. And it's sometimes the case that um, temporary work contracts are abused um, in, in certain cases, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely, they're abused, yeah, because as you said, people just go from temporary contract to temporary contract, and as a result, they have no job security, and it makes it difficult for them to live their lives when it, you know, difficult to get 
access to credit, difficult to plan a family. So uh, yeah, another another plan that the that the government has again difficult to change because it's a system that's been in place for a long long time. I was reading something earlier today, and it said that when the dictatorship finished, one of the big problems was that people had ironclad contracts. And in the last 40 years or the 40 years during the democratic period, temporary contracts were part of the norm. And it was a way that, you know, companies did business. And it also, as we just mentioned, it created that two-tier labor market system. So you had people with fantastic contracts. And then on the other side, you have people with these temporary contracts. And again, these things happen for a reason. You know, it's 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 one thing to have the ambition to, to change them. But, you know, we've, we've, we've been in the situation for a long time. Yeah, it's interesting what you say that, like, that seems to be a cultural thing in Spain almost, because I noticed something similar in France, they have a, the equivalent types of contracts. So permanent and temporary contracts and they, it works similar to in France and I've, I've I know people who've been yeah on temporary contracts that just keep getting renewed and renewed and they never get moved over to a permanent contract and it's it's, it's got to be frustrating for them well I can imagine it is and uh, it's one of those things that I read a couple of years ago a story somebody had, had been on temporary contracts for 10 years you know he started when he was 25 and he was 35 he wanted to try and have some type of job security a permanent contract and you know that's the idea that people have and if they don't get that it, it again leads to the frustrations yeah absolutely but you know as as I said before this government obviously seems that they're going to be the ones that change things and and let's hope that uh, let's hope that things do change. But but again, it's uh, it's a, a serious problem for the country when we talk about the the labour market and the way things work when it comes to getting a job. Yeah. Well, you say the government wants to try and change that. They have made some pretty drastic steps. If we take think about what we talked about in this video and previous videos, when we talk about the likes of um, making delivery and Uber have to contract riders on, you know permanent contracts yeah. um what else is there there's something else that they've done that's yeah. It's, it, yeah you know yeah increasing the the minimum wage as well is yeah. another example yeah, yeah. but I, I i've also read that one of the big problems is that the political the the political parties are so divided when it comes to these politics that nothing uh, ever really gets done because as soon as the next government comes in, they want to start changing things again. That's what happens with education, for example. I mean, we're getting a little bit off track here, but every four years or every six years, the education system changes because the one government wants to leave their mark on it. And it's the same when it comes to labor reforms. So we saw that after the 2008 crisis, one of the things that the European Union demanded from Spain was labor reform. So the prime minister at the time, I think Rajoy was the prime minister at the time, brought in all of these changes. And you read in the papers every day that the current government wants to change those things that were done on European Union recommendations. So again, what's going to happen when this government loses? I mean, they were optimistic a couple of years ago, Johnny, they said, we're going to be here for decades. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I reckon now we've seen with what's happening in some of the part with some parts of Spain that this government, I think time their time's up. And, um, you know, so what's going to happen in three or four years time if they do change and all of these things that they've done, gone. 
yeah, something to keep an eye on. We'll not get into the the politics of it all, but uh, you know, I can understand yeah. your point of view. You're optimistic, Johnny, but you know, I've been here for 22 years. I haven't seen any changes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that I am completely optimistic about it. I try to I try to always come with a balanced view. I'd like to be <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I would but, like uh, to come, I would like to have a balanced view as well. But you know, as I said, uh, the, I, 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 the longer I live here, the more I come to that conclusion that something or some 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 forces don't want these things to change. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But anyway, we'll but anyway, we won't go on uh, for this uh, for too much longer. Now, what's the last thing? The king, the yeah. king's optimistic. Yeah, the king is optimistic about the future of Spain. He thinks that the key is for Spain to recover and, um, yeah, come back with a with a bang is the digitalization of the economy, um, sustainable investment, and what was the third one? It was uh, internationalization as well. Okay. So these are the king's three things that he's highlighted. Yeah, is this is does this have anything to do with Pedro Sanchez's twenty fifty plan? Is that is it in this on the same along the same lines as that? I believe so. In in the article that I read about the King's speech, there may have been references to it. However, what I've noticed is there's a lot of articles coming out talking about different elements of these three points that he's mentioned. So, the likes of. Um, the Comunidad de Madrid um, has talked about the digital revolution being inevitable and they're looking at what they can do to try and um, drive that and make it uh, digitalization more accessible in the community. You have the president of HP Spain who said um, digital, com it's important that you know medium-sized companies um, start to digitalize because if they don't, they simply you know won't be able to get by anymore. Yeah. And then on the sustainability side of things, um, there's arguments about, you know, what is sustainable investment because no one can really come up with one one definition of what is sustainable investment. Yeah. So so when they talk about digitali digitalization and small companies need to digitalize, what do they mean exactly by that? That they have to invest in software because the government's also throwing money at this. So they have to invest in software. Do they have to go to online contract systems? Do they have to avoid using? I mean, what do they mean exactly by this? Everything I've read seems quite general, but I would imagine along along those lines is what they're thinking. Mm. Basically, everything that we've seen come as a result of the past the past year and a half or so. Um, it's shown us how the world of work can be transformed, and I guess leveraging the good things of that is what um, yeah, what companies and the government wants to drive because they believe it will help the economy. Yeah. Well, I suppose that you also have to have the initiative come from companies that, that they want to make these changes as well. And I mean, you can see with, with those companies that we talked about before with the, the riders, you know, these delivery companies, they're very digitalized companies using very smart apps that are able to, you know, get the food from a restaurant to your door very easily, you know, and um, other services like this as well. But you know, when it comes to other companies, what do they mean exactly by by digitalization? That that that's the question that I have. You know, I think it's a it's an open question for probably a lot of companies yeah, right now as right. well. And sorry, and sustainable uh, development was it that you said? Yes, yeah, a sustainable investment. Sustainable investment. So so what do, what do we mean by that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's another open question. No one really has a definition of it. I mean, you could say that sustainable investment is the new electricity tariff system that they've put in to try and discourage off-peak hours. You could say it's investing in companies that 
you know, use renewable energy. Yeah. Um, you could say it's using an electric car or walking. Well, it's, it's actually it's actually yeah. interesting you mentioned that because those new tariffs that that that's been a uh, uh, that's been um, controversial over the last week because various places around the country have banned you from putting the washing machine on and those hours of the night, Johnny. You know. Yeah, I've i found a way around it for now, but we'll see what the community out there does. <laughs> well, I don't think they've done anything yet, but there are places around it. So 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 one thing is to promote this, but another thing is that you, that you regulate against it. So I can understand the government is forcing people to change their electricity use habits, right? I think that's what they're trying to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what they're trying to do. So the electricity companies or the electrical companies bring out this new system that you get uh, benefits if you use your appliances from these hours to these hours. And then the first thing that happens is that neighbors around the country start to complain because people are doing what they are encouraged to do. So again, where do we go from here, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a catch-22. <laughs> it, it seems to be. It seems to be. So push people in that direction, but then don't you know, regulate against it uh, or yeah. come up with a, I don't know, come up with some other type of way to do it. But uh, it seems to, you know, like hitting your head up against the brick wall, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one way to That's it, that's it. it yeah. So a sustainable world, yeah, I think that's what they're trying, they're, you know, they're, they're pushing in that direction definitely. And uh, But there's a lot of challenges to get there, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, a lot of changes. That's it. So the king had his uh, 20 cents worth on the matter. So we'll see if uh, people listen to him or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, we'll see. All right, anything else, Johnny? So that was all for today, Stu. All right, good. So we'll start to wrap the conversation up there. Yeah, so, I mean, when we talk about these things, I mean, I, I get a little bit worked up, Johnny. You probably noticed, but just because, as I said, <laughs> the longer I'm here, the less change I see, you know, and uh, that's, that's, that's where the skepticism comes from. But optimistically speaking hopefully things can change but you know as i said i would love to see my son get a job and become independent when he's 21 years of age but i haven't seen it happen to too many people you gotta have some optimism though otherwise life could be quite yeah yeah well, <laughs> it's not yeah well my not enjoyable my optimism lies in the fact that i could send him to another country where probably he would have more opportunity to do that so that, that's one of the benefits but apart from that you know I'm a little bit skeptical, as I say. But anyway, we'll wrap it up there, John. I don't mm. want to get too worked. I don't want to get too worked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> all right, yeah, all topic. right. I'll uh, we'll chat in the next one, Johnny. Have a good one. You too. See you later. Yeah. So there we go. That was the weekly review video. Questions and comments, please leave them in the section below. Debate the video out as you normally do. Give it a thumbs up if you liked it. Thumbs down if you didn't. I'll see you in the next one. Hasta luego.